How you doing, guys? This is another episode of Around the Roots. I think it's episode five. This is your boy, Bird, and, and with always, I'm with Saskia. How you doing today? Hey, what's going on, you guys? I'm feeling pretty good today, you know? It's been a long week. I'm glad, you know, we're here. It's Friday, so I'm really glad about that, um, that it's the weekend, about to hit the weekend, but doing good. How about you? How about, how about yourself? Yeah, I honestly didn't know it was Friday. Um, just getting a lot of work done. Um, a lot of personal stuff, dealing with a lot of personal issues. But we're back here to the to talk about, you know, a lot of cannabis stuff that's been happening um, in the past weeks. Um, speaking of cannabis, I finally got uh, some energy, you know, it's been a very low time in my life. So like when I'm depressed or something, my plants get, uh, feel the effects more than I do. Um, and you can tell like they're just sad and withered and all this good stuff. So, um, I finally got the energy to start the transplant process. So that's what I'm doing after this podcast is getting my, getting my next, my next run going, um, for the fall. That's crazy how our plants be so in tune with us. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely right. Like, they they know when we're not doing good, they're not doing good. They're like right there with us. It's like once you look in the tent, it's like, oh man, it's like <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm neglecting my plants. What the? Like, what am I doing right now? W- what is life? What are we doing? You know, they they know, it, and it's such a it's such a nice check in for like our even our mental health. You know, because when you look at the state of your plants. You're like, oh my goodness! Like, I have not been treating myself well. Mm-hmm. It's such a nice, a nice, friendly way to check in on yourself. So, I hope you guys are checking in on yourselves and you're checking in on your mental health. Um, as you care for your plants, make sure to care for yourself. You know, it all matters. We're all we're one with this earth. We gotta stay connected. You know, and stay loved up. So. Definitely. And, and and if you don't have any plants, I would recommend you get some house plants. Um, just get some right. You don't have to do cannabis. You don't have to do vegetables. It can literally be a, a, a basil plant. You can yep. get uh, uh, spider plants. You can get uh, hanging jew plants. Um, and they, you know, they help your, your environment as well as your, your mental health because it just for me, that's how I got started into this um, whole horticultural thing. It's just like I was trying to find a way to curb my depression, and once I got into it, it just it 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 just disappeared for a while. Um, so that was that was very a very good uh, positive thing that came with all this. Um. But today we're going to talk about something that's not so positive. Um, I've been seeing uh, in the news, well, like articles that's been going around um, basically about people getting sick uh, consuming cannabis. Um, So, yeah, there's been, you know, a couple of articles um and they're calling it c c h s uh some people call it scrambling um 
And basically what this is, ha uh, what's happening to people is um, they're experiencing, you know, nausea. Um, some people are uh, having psychotic episodes, which is wild to hear. Mm -hmm. um, and I just wanted to, you know, talk about this for a second because I feel like the thing with cannabis that people don't understand that it's not it's not just a like a, like a drug like people think it is like each strain has its own properties each strain you know has its own medicinal thing that it does so when you are consuming uh cannabis recreationally um you have to be aware of these things um yeah just because you're a recreational consumer doesn't mean you can afford the ignorance you know the you know that that to be ignorant of what you're consuming you know that that's that's horrible you know it's just like would you would you put anything in your body like anything and there's some people that don't even know what they're consuming right like you go to the grocery store and you don't even know if it's not grown organically what what does that mean what chemicals yeah. did they use so you're already willing to consume things that was produced with chemicals and you don't know those chemicals names you don't know their side effects their impacts of your body it's just so normalized in our culture so i think you know this is a really great talk and for us to really break down um what are we digesting what are we consuming and how is it impacting especially in the middle of a pandemic our lungs yeah. and yeah. our and this, you know, this this scrumming that they're saying. Yeah, and um, I also wanted to get in um into cons consumption um because that's something that's um very uh I feel like people don't really understand uh weed consumption. Um, I know as a teenager uh, growing up in Boston. Uh, I, when, when I was with my friends, we were smoking on Philly blunts and Garcia Vegas and, 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 and Dutch masters. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just ridiculous amounts of, you know, what we used to call regular weed regs and green and the hydros and the KBs. Like, um, we would, we would have like 20 blunt sessions every day with like ah. eight people. <laughs> like we would consistently just one blunt after another, after another, after another. And, you know, yeah, the ciphers would be ridiculous. Um, You're taking but, me back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like those, those days are long and gone. Like mm -hmm. I only do that with my siblings now, but it's, um, it's good to understand your consumption um, and your your tolerance levels. Um, my stepfather cannot consume cannabis at all. He mm -hmm. he tried it as a as a teenager, and he has some sort of like a uh, negative reaction towards it. Mm. So people also have to understand that just because weed is legal doesn't mean that it's safe for you like not everybody uh handles the 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 effects of cannabis the same like everybody has their own you know endocannabinoid system and it's all we're all wired different so we can't expect us to get high in the same capacity 
Um, so I think that's what's that. I think that that's one of the factors that's happening right now, um, especially with the youth, because they're they're consuming a product that we weren't consuming as youth. We didn't have the 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 gelatos and the uh, gorilla goos and like we didn't have none of that. The farthest that we had as kids was, you know, purple haze and, you know, things that came from New York, like sour diesel. Um, so they're definitely consuming a way higher uh, potency of cannabis now. Um, so that's something that people have to, you know, think about. Like, you can't go and smoke 20 blunts <laughs> if you're not used to that. Yeah, I told I yeah, I think it's and, and it's always interesting, you know, when you enter into these ciphers, you know, people just expect the the I feel like the abuse is like normalized, like, yeah. oh, you can't you can't tolerate it. It's like it's like it's like a challenge. And you're like, uh, maybe right. I just don't want to, you know, maybe this is where I'm I'm OK with being right here. And I think that, too, should be like more normalized. Like, no, it's cool. Yeah. You know, it's really, really cool just to be like, yo, if I just want to take a couple of puffs and I chill out, because when you start that homegrown, it's different. It's different. It's a whole different feeling. So, you know, you, you're going to re- you're going to smoke a different level. You know, I usually when I see people doing blunts on blunts on blunts on blunts, I'm like, oh, yeah, your weed sucks. You got poor quality. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's a flag for me. Like, oh, yeah, I know your weed sucks. No, I don't want any. I know you got that. That weed you got it is poor. So I don't want to do that. Right. Okay. And that's the reason why back in the day when we were smoking green and regular weed, we would be smoking an ounce a, a day within <clears throat> within our groups because it's like, the TAC levels in the in these in these flowers were so low that our tolerance was just not you know satisfied. Um, another thing with uh, the consumption today in um, 2021 is we have a lot of concentrates and dabs and vapes. Um, mm-hmm. That's another thing that uh, is very youth youth based. Like I feel like a lot of youth uh fall towards you know the shatters and the and the and the crystals and all this dab stuff um i feel like people need to understand that these types of concentrates are not to be used as like if you're smoking flour um concentrates mean it's concentrated like you're taking 10 grams and turning it into one gram like that's that is a high concentration of tsc to be to be consuming um as if you were smoking a joint or a blunt um so i feel like this 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 uh epidemic of you know people getting sick and going to the like this person right here is saying he felt like he was trying to grab his intestines and pull them out like that is that's not we <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to be uh, uh experiencing with cannabis so like it's just there's a lot of talk about you know 
once people stopped consuming cannabis, like their their uh, effects subs subsided, um, but the ones that continued, the illness still uh, pursued. Um, it's all about you know moderation at this point. Like you have to understand that everything that we consume um, in excess will eventually uh, be harmful. If you drink a lot of water, that that will kill you. Um, so that's one thing you also have to understand is, you know, moderation is key when it's, when it comes to, you know, consuming something, especially if you know your tolerance isn't up to par. Um, how do you feel about that? You know, I feel like there's just the, the investment into education is just so poor. Right. You know, even when we talk to cannabis businesses and we are talking to them like, hey, um, work with us so that we can be invest into, you know, cannabis education and that cannabis education should be done through an anti-racist lens. Like this was a racially motivated war on drugs. Like they labeled our plant a drug. You know, this is crazy. And they did that so they could call black people drug dealers. Like there's no way around it. You know, so it's just all tied together. And when there's just such, you know, just such um, utter refusal, you know, just to 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 work with MRCC and to acknowledge this, it's like, oh, no, we're, we're dealing with racism. You know, they, they, they want to profit off of the ignorance of the consumer and allow the racism to thrive as it continues, as it as legalization unfolds. And that's what's really scary for me is just like watching these this majority white wealthy industry, you know, unfold and a refusal, just an absolute refusal to partner with a black, you know, BIPOC founded, black owned, you know, nonprofit here in Massachusetts and allow the racism to continue to thrive. It's in, it's just insane, you know? And it's just like, wow, like we're doing this here in Massachusetts, but it's happening all across the country, you know? And it's just, um, and then there's just such irresponsible like just irresponsible um, messaging, I feel like, as the legalization is is going on. Everybody thinks it's a party right. and it's a great time. Right. And we're totally missing missing out on the awesome, beautiful talks that we should be having on how um, holistic and healing this is um, and really having. So, I, you know, this is a really exciting topic for me. And I hope we can get more into it, you know, with our podcast episodes talking more about how healing this plan is and Definitely. you know how beautiful and amazing it works with us when we when we're when we're responsible but like everything when you abuse it too much your body's gonna let you know like yo right. what are you doing and what are just, you doing <laughs> right and just to just to be transparent i suffer from you know uh uh cannabis abuse as well like um I suffer from chronic chronic depression, so like I'm constantly smoking um, because I feel like it helps curve, you know, those those thoughts and like those feelings. Like I get to a point where like it becomes physical, and I can feel I can feel it in my body. Um, so like that's the reason why I consume a lot of cannabis, but. At the same time, I've been consuming cannabis for over a decade now, um, and I've pretty much have 
tried almost every quality of of cannabis that there is where whether it's brick weed whether it's the cleanest weed um i've tried it all uh, i want to get into a conversation also about um my wait, wait, wait. i got right. i got i'm sorry but just for the, just so the people can know what the, what's brick weed in case there's anybody listening that don't know what uh, brick right. is. <laughs> like, what? I'm, I'm aging myself you're right <laughs> all right so brick weed is basically if anybody has ever seen a uh like a police raid uh a picture with uh a picture of a tire with weed in it or like a a, a metal uh bar that has weed stuffed in it mm-hmm. basically that's brick weed it's it's a it's like back in the day mexicans and 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 sat like southern uh, southern america would pack the weed in like trucks and anything that they could to transport it over borders. Um, they weren't really necessarily, you know, they didn't care about the quality. It was just, it's just like, it's just a, a, a commodity. And, you know, that spreads from West to East. You know what I'm saying back in the day, everybody had that type of bud and it wasn't every day that you can find good regular weed. Like there was, there was quality in, in regular weed as well. Like you can get something that wasn't as bad, but then you can get something that just was just stemmy and just stringy. And it had a hundred seeds in it, had more seeds than it had flour. Um, so people are definitely uh, very spoiled in these days because they didn't have to deal with the, the seed farming <laughs> that we had to do back in the day. Um, we definitely had to, sort through our cannabis to enjoy it um but just speaking on that type of uh cannabis i had a experience where somebody had uh laced uh their product with embalming fluid which is something that they use in funeral homes (laughs) i'm like wait a minute what um yeah so basically back in the day you know people would lace um cannabis with certain materials whether it be pcp whether it be embalming fluid um just other things that would amplify the 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 flower that didn't have pretty much no thc um they would try to enhance it with other things so as a teen, you know, uh, ignorant and and not knowing the 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 education of cannabis, you know, I'm just buying weed off of random drug dealers in the projects. Um, and me and my friends consumed this this cannabis, and we were tripping in a rainstorm and watching thunder come out the sky. Um, so. I've never felt that t- that that experience after that day, so I assume that that cannabis was, you know, dipped in something. And just looking, just thinking back, like the way that it broke up was very different to anything that I've, you know, um, come in co- come in contact as like an adult and stuff. So mm. it's just like you have to be careful. Um, 
with anything, with any type of illicit uh, drug, whether it becomes legal or not, um, you also you also have to just be aware of what you're consuming. Um, and just to bring it into the legal market, just because it's you know legal doesn't mean that it's good. Um, there's plenty of uh, companies that haven't been doing uh, safe uh, cultivation practices and the um, consumer has been affected by it. Um, and that goes from a range of stuff, um, just, you know, trying to cover up mold just so they don't lose a, a, a harvest. Um, and, you know, just not having quality uh, product for the price point that they are, you know, selling it at. Um, and that's another thing, <clears throat> too, with uh, where I feel like all these uh, illnesses are coming from. There was a, a little epidemic that happened probably like a year ago with neem oil um, that contains azaractin. Um, and it was it was getting people sick. The thing the thing about neem oil is that that uh, oil, that oil is not meant for the flower stage. So you are not meant to put any type of uh, fungicides, pesticides, anything to do with like trying to control anything pest wise in the flower stage. Once you're past the vegetative stage, you should not be doing that. And I've come across uh, cannabis that tasted like neem oil um, and it was labeled as being uh, top shelf uh, cannabis. Um, but at that time, I wasn't a cultivator. And once I beca began cultivating, I bought neem oil and the smell was similar to that cannabis. And then I was just disgusted because then I realized that that plant was sprayed with neem oil to cover up a, 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 a issue that it had. You know, it's 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 a first it's a lot to process. I want to tell people. Like you're sharing a whole lot real quick. I know you yeah. don't realize it. Like there was there was, I, there was points where I wanted to stop you, but I was like, let me not. Let me let Bird keep going. No, uh, we have an hour. We have we have thirty more minutes. We're gonna break this down because this is a very important topic for me. So any any part that you felt confused, I'll break it down to you. I feel like the part where people need to feel comfortable not smoking something. If you're looking at your weed and it's in front of you, you're looking at your cannabis, it's in front of you, and you're like, hmm, this plant don't look right. right. This is why as consumers, it can't just be on a shelf. Right. We have to be able to smell it. To we have to. Yes, you have to, you must. If if wherever you're purchasing your weed from, you're going into the dispensaries and they don't want you to inspect it, that's a red flag. Yeah. You should know of the process as a consumer for what you're seeking when you're going into these dispensaries. You should not be purchasing and just like picking like, oh, there, or I want that one, or, I want that. No, you should be invited to actually, um, you know, take a look at it. 
up close. You know, they should be able to provide all of that and they should be able to um, allow you to at least smell it um, I, and examine it. Right. I think at this point in our in our industry, that's not going to happen in probably like another couple of years until people people like MRCs, like us and MRCC basically create this education. Um, but I feel like the West Coast has a better understanding of that. Um, yeah, I feel sure. like when they, I feel like their setup is way more catered to understanding each strain and each uh, batch that they have. Um, I've seen videos and I've seen articles and I've seen many things in the West Coast, Colorado and California where they have them in uh, big mason jars. Yep. Before it's packed. They, I don't even think, uh, like, there's, there's, of course, there's the, you know, dispensaries that have it bagged up like Massachusetts. But then you also have the dispensaries that uh, are kind of like on a, like a craft cannabis model where you can walk in and actually inspect every single jar, every single thing. You can see it with your face before they put it into a package. Um, and I feel like that is something that's very vital for cannabis uh, uh, consumers. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. When you go into a dispensary, um, the people that are there are there to assist you through this process. Um, they need to uh, have all these answers for you when, when, when it comes to how the plants were grown or uh, is it organic, is it synthetic? Like, if they're not willing to answer these questions for you, then, you know. Let us know. Like, <laughs> let us know. Like, you know. let us know how these bug tenders are doing, you guys. Like, you know, because they should be there, you know, and not for nothing, but they should be on the level, you know, this is why we love growers because the growers know the plant. They didn't study nothing. They didn't go to school. They, this was hands-on learning. You know, this is, this is, you know, science. They understood the plant very, very well and the, and the profiles and everything. So it's important that, you know, when you go to these dispensaries, the bed tender there should, should have practically the uh, equivalent knowledge of a grower um, to be able to recommend, you know, knowing the profile, knowing the terpene profiles, knowing your endocannabinoid exactly. system, how it's going to interact with you and everything like that. That's what a bud tender is supposed to be. They haven't broken down the bud tender. So it's a whole different job. It's, it's segregated from your grower. The grower actually has all that. And now the growers in the industry don't even know anything. They just, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just Walmart weed being grown. So, you know, we got to tighten up here, you guys, and really making sure that they're providing the services that they're supposed to. You know, they're, they're, they're going to convert it into recreational, but this started out as medical. And no matter what they call it, you guys, it's all one and the same. So don't, don't, don't let these Jedi mind tricks, you know, of, of, of the marketing scam you out of a quality, the quality product that it's supposed to be because they're not supposed to be selling like less quality to recreational and higher quality to medical. Right. You know, that's not what's supposed to be happening. It's all the same plant. So, so if they selling like less quality to recreational, that's a scam. That's what that is. That's a scam. So that means they don't want recreational dollars. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what it means. So they should be offering the same quality regardless of whichever 
side you fall on. You know, it should be the plant is just the plant at the end of the day. So you should have access towards it. And it should be a quality plant that you're, you know, quality flower that you're obtaining from them. So definitely, you know, but I just wanted to go into it for a minute. Like, you know, a lot of people, they'll, you get your flower and it looks weird and you're saying, hmm, maybe I should take a chance. What do you think about that bird? Cause I just be like, yo, this looks, I'm all straight. I'd be like, I'm all set with this. Like, no, I'm good. Um, I, see, see I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable turning it down. Like, no, nah, I'm good. So for me, um, when it comes to purchasing cannabis, um, which I haven't done in a while. Um, shout out to the home growers. Shout out <laughs> to the home grow. Um, it's just like, you can't be scared to say no at the end of the day. Like when it, even if, comes to the black market uh, the the legacy market is just like you can't you can't be scared to be like nah i'm straight bro like this is not and i i've come across you know people that are you know ignorant and don't understand like for me personally i don't like sativa so if you try to sell me a sativa and tell me it's the same as indica i'm just gonna get frustrated with you because that's just telling me that you don't understand the differences between the two. You don't get that one is head high, one is body high. You're just selling uh, weed just to sell it. Mm. So, like, for me, I I look for whether it's legacy market, whether it's homegrown, whether it's dispensary. I'm looking for, first off, the, the, the terpene profiles that I like. I'm always going to be looking for a hybrid indica leaning. Um, and it just has to smell right it has to feel right you know it shouldn't feel dry to the touch but it shouldn't be moist as a sponge you know like it has to be the right consistency um like the right texture um and yeah like i just for me i deal with this a lot with my siblings because they still deal with the legacy uh, market a lot um it's it's hard for me to get them to understand. They always, you know, clown me and they're just like, oh, farmer bird, you know, he, he knows it all. It's just like, I'm just trying to educate them on like, this is more than bad for you. Like it tastes bad, but in long term, if you keep smoking this, it's not gonna be good for you. Um, and this, I wanna also get into like the last thing that I feel like, <clears throat> people are getting messed up is just like the differences between, you know, organic and synthetic and, you know, that, that type of thing, the, the transitions between those two can get you sick as well. Like once I started smoke, uh, 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 consuming, uh, organic cannabis, like more organic, when I smoke synthetic, but it, it, hurts my throat it's harsh it doesn't have any taste to it um and it just it makes me dizzy like it doesn't it doesn't feel good to me and i feel the same with like you know when you switch your eating habits like if you're eating greasy food if you're eating you know bad stuff and then you switch up and eat some good stuff once you go back to the bad it's gonna mess up your body completely um so it's just a matter of you know understanding that cannabis is different in that way too and you have to understand that 
you have to make sure that you're getting the cleanest product possible. Um, I'm a home grower, but I'm I'm cultivating the cleanest weed I can possible. I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say I have the cleanest weed in Boston, and you know da da da. I'm, I know that for a fact. My cannabis is cleaner than anything that I will be able to purchase anywhere else. And that's and I, on period. Yeah, and I know what's going into my cannabis. I know that it's only fish. It's crab. It's a little bit of malted barley in there. There's, you know, you mm. know, just just natural things that I use: aloe, aloe vera, coconut, uh, mm. coconut water. Mm. Uh, just things that people don't. the The difference and the difference too is the price point. Organic is expensive, and I I have this conversation with a lot of growers. Um, that use synthetic it's it, you know it's it's price efficient i get it um but for me i just don't like the process of growing synthetic and i don't like the result that comes out of it so and and i think it's important to um as we examine our society and we you know we we know we're dealing with climate change we know we're dealing with um a pandemic right? Where you can go to the shelves and everything is gone. Um, you can go to the shelves and the store is shut down. So I think that we're at a, you know, a beautiful place in society where we're really getting back to our roots. You know, we got to get back to our roots and we have to learn things the way our parents and our grandparents knew things. And that's from scratch. You know, my family's from the South. I tell people I'm Northern raised, Southern bred. There's a whole lot of, you know, uh, shucking carrots and, you know, your corn and, you know, snapping your peas that I had to do as a child and cleaning kale and all these type of things I had to do as a child um, just to just to get the food prepped for dinner. Um, and so, you know, when I when I look towards the cannabis plants, to me, it, it really, really brings me back home um, where you're, you're caring and, and cultivating and preparation for um, what you're going to end up consuming um, right. later on, you know? So it's a natural, beautiful cycle, but I think it's important for people, like the things that you're pointing out to say, you know, like it's a nice way to connect. And I think as Northerners, you know, we just have the, like we're not as connected to the land as folks down South, you know, that whole process of like slowing down and actually prepping your meal you know, that's a, that's a joyful experience. You know, for me as a child, I just, you know, you had those Saturday cartoons, <laughs> you know, Saturday cartoons, you know, Sunday cartoons. I just sat there and the bowls were brought before me. And, you know, it was a nice family affair. And I was able to, you know, help prep. And then we had to get into the bacon. That's what I really fell in love in the kitchen was the bacon part, you know, all the cakes and cookies and cobblers and mm. all that type of stuff. That's, that's where I had fun. Right. Um, and, and that's where I started learning recipes and ended up, you know, becoming a baker, you know, in my family, like learning. I, I'm the one who has all the, the recipes, the bacon recipes memorized from my elders that are now deceased. Like I'm the one that has them all memorized. But it's important, I think, when, you know, touch and place with these plants, like it just reminds me that process. And it just also reminds me that disconnect that we have up north than, you know, our southern culture where it's just like way more. You know that 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 this these are cultural norms down south, and right. it, 
it's trying to, you know, we're trying to bring some of that up here because it's really important to be connected to the land. You know, this disconnect that we have, I feel like, you know, it, it, it's, it's bringing to light a lot of problems now that we're in the pandemic. You know, people, you know why things are, are missing off the shelves? Because people don't know how to grow. That's why they, they're losing their minds. You know what I'm saying? And and please believe, like, people who are wealthy are growing. They ain't, they ain't the ones, uh, you know, getting everything off the shelf, you know, because they got the yard space. They've, they've got their gardens going on. You know, and they're jarring for the winter times. Let me be clear. They're they're jarring. So they've got their jars going on and everything like that. So there's a whole process to this, you guys, that we have to um and this really came came into effect. So you know all this before there was these supermarkets. This didn't this was this is all a result after World War II. So it's also a part of knowing your history and how the manufacturing of food came into existence. Um, and how, you know, this has sped up capitalism to the point that people are now microwaving their food, right? We're not even talking about prepping the food anymore and cooking the food anymore. Nobody has time for that. Now you just got to zap it and eat it. And mm. you, feel like you don't even have time to do that. So where, where, where are we like as human beings? You know, if you're just in a place of consumption, 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 this is very, very um, parasitic behavior. You know, there's, there's a point like where we're, this is very, very parasitic behavior, you know, where you're just consuming endlessly as if um, that there's no, the, the time frame, you know, to actually produce is inexistent and that resources are infinite. You know, the, the earth is not infinite. The earth is finite. It has a, a, um, an, a limited amount of resources and the way that we consume in this country is beyond what the what the earth can produce it's just insane you know so and it's very um i feel like we also don't think you know in regards to these plants like um you know like the it, it does a lot for our soil you know what i'm saying but um we should also be mindful of like um our consumption and the cost of electricity the cost of water you know, yeah, it does beautiful things for the soil, but what's what's all this when it, when it takes so much water and so much electricity, you know, to produce indoors? And how is that impacting our earth, you know, and impacting climate change? So I think it's important that we examine, you know, like, we can get into that. That's a whole other talk, you know, like. Yeah, this, this, this conversation is very, <clears throat> very uh, intense and deep only because nobody wants to, have these conversations so when that happens it just becomes like backed up for years and years and then more stuff gets built up on it and then it just becomes such a snowball effect that it's even impossible to have the conversation so it's just about you know continuing to educate people you know just trying to just voice these these facts and opinions that we have because we're not we're not going in a good place right now yeah like we're, we're definitely like in an incline um carbon emissions is through the roof like it's just a lot of things that we are not thinking about as 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 the human race and like it just baffles me when people are confused to why they're getting sick and why they're why things are happening to them when they're not, you know, interested in, you know, learning about it. Yeah. 
you know, and it and it's so it's so weird to me, you know, like reading the news. There's so much, so much, you know, celebration for businesses opening. Right. Um, it's just the dichotomy. It's just like, wait, are we celebrating them that they're opening? Or are we celebrating the harm towards our community? What are we celebrating? Like, you know, because you can't you can't do one and not acknowledge the other. And then if you acknowledge the other, what does the other one equate to? You know, and so, you know, where where is the the um the willingness to stand up and stand in solidarity with consumers? You know, and that that's where we're at at MRCC. Like, we're the consumer council. Like, if we don't stand firm, you know, it's very clear that that these, you know, businesses, it's just the bottom line. And it's just like, okay, well, if that's the case, then consumers should be happy. If it's the bottom line, consumers should be happy, you know? So headlines like this are really, really like concerning, like absolutely concerning. Why are we dealing with people getting sick as legalization unfolds, you know? And I also think it has, not not for nothing, but going back into like all those theories, you know, I also think it has a lot to do with our medical industry, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not it's not legal everywhere, and then w- they don't have like they're saying that they're do- they're ruling out all the tests. But I, I I talk to nurses, I talk to doctors. It's not happening. They're not running all the tests. So if you end up having these symptoms, please you have to go in there and and you have to know. To, to push, I want all the tests. Make sure it's all the tests because once they test your pee, they'll say, oh, you could have smoked a week ago. You could have smoked two weeks ago and they're gonna rule it out and say that that, that it's because of scrumity, you know? And, and it's just because your pee came back positive, the cannabis. So you gotta make sure like if you didn't smoke within 24 hours, like there's a whole period that this should have, like you. Sh- while you're smoking, this occurs, you know, and when you stop, it disappears. So if you smoked a week ago, why are you now feeling this isn't that, you know? And so you definitely should um, be aware of that and um, also make sure your symptoms are not being confused with COVID, right? Like puking and being sick, um, you know, all, all of these things, making sure that it's not, you know, some other variant, yeah, it could be so many things, and that's what. Yep. the The issue that I have with it, it that is that they're linking it specifically to cannabis, and it's like that is that is like a derogatory statement to me because it's like you can't just blame something. You can't blame a plant for something. Like it has to be some other variable. Like. Uh, maybe you got high and you ate too much stuff and you started throw like there has to be something else or it could be that your the cannabis that you are consuming has properties that shouldn't be in there that's like, what i was going to say like yeah, maybe, it's like maybe they dipped it in peroxide to help it pass the test maybe know, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff yeah, th- maybe it's your body letting you know, hey, that place that you got this weed at, don't go back there no more. Don't go back there no more because th- they don't have what, what your body needs. That That's at the minimum what your body is telling you is that wherever you got that from, that ain't it. Don't right. go back. 
you know, if you've had this experience, whoever you purchased it from, I don't care if it's in the legacy market or the legal market, whoever you obtained it from, they don't have clean weed because your cannabis should not be giving you treatments like this, you know? And then it's also about, like Bird said, like how much, how, how much are you absorbing? Like, you know, and, and, and oh, you can't uh, smoke 30 blunts and expect <laughs> to be normal, bro. It's like you can't. And the thing is, it's like 30 blunts. How it's like how many strains within them 30 blunts did you smoke? Did you smoke several strains? Did you smoke one strain? Did you smoke indica and sativa? Did you smoke all sativa? Did you smoke some uh uh cannabis that had too many uh heavy metals in it like there's so many variables and for this to stop we have to like focus on the education like people yeah. really just have to sit down and just observe what they're consuming just like with anything just like with uh uh consuming food consuming uh liquor anything anything that you consume you have to do it in moderation you have to test it out and see if that you're even uh uh that that uh thing applies to you <clears throat> because like i said my stepfather cannot smoke a joint without him going through an allergic reaction so this this cannabis is a a, a plan for everybody but not for everybody <laughs> you know it's like it's legal but it's not safe man and, and on in the mrcc our 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 recommendation is always start low Start yeah. low and then go high. Start low though. Like start low, you know, don't, don't, there's no need. This is not a competition. I know this, this uh, cannabis, it's very, you know, a, very, um, lot, a lot of masculine energy, you know, a lot of like, you know, um, peer you pressure. Know, yeah, peer pressures and, you know, the bong parties and hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. You know, don't cough, 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 cough. You know, it's it's very much like a like a frat party. It feels like at times. You know, it's just really um, just about the party and not really about the consumer's needs. You know, even on the recreational side, there's a lot of like just frat party energy without any acknowledgement of the consumer's actual needs to enjoy the high. You know, so I don't. You guys let your high be defined by you. You know what I'm saying? However much you need is what you need. If you need that whole joint, take that whole joint. You need that whole blunt, take that whole blunt. If you need two puffs, three puffs, and you done, hit it and quit it. That's what you need. Put it out. Yeah. Sit it down. You know, because how many high, like how many high, how many levels are we gonna get there? Are you really, really trying to be high, or is this something else? And that goes into like, you know, what one of the things they try to say is like, you know, the the reefer madness folks, uh, cannabis is a is a gateway drug, you know, weed is a gateway drug. And it's not, it's not a gateway drug. The science proves it. You know what the gateway drug is? Trauma. Hmm. Let's talk about that. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to talk about that. You know, let's talk about, you know, what's a gateway drug? Racism. That's a gateway drug. You know, they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about the harm that they're impacting on people. And then people needing to smoke something to calm themselves down so that they can, can function in this fucked up society, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't want to talk about that, but they're going to blame it on the plant. You know, just like these headlines, they're going to blame it on the plant, but they're not going to. And the only way you'll really know, honestly, is if you saved some of it and you're able to submit it for testing. Right. 
And so, the, and this goes back into like consumers. Consumers need to be able to test their own weed. You know, right now it's just for businesses. I think this whole conversation about testing needs to expand because if this is happening more and we're having this uh, scrummeting occurring, there is a definite need for consumers to be able to self-test. You know, and I want to see more of that occurring where the the um, option to test becomes a consumer right. You know, I should have the right to be able to to test my to if I'm purchasing it, I want to. And these ty these type of headlines are going on. Uh, we being doused in, in in chemicals, you know, and and getting doused in, in hydrogen and mold and all this type of stuff. Listen, homie, and I ain't trusting none of y'all. I gotta test this stuff out because. It's clear y'all ain't got no solid growers on your team. If you did, you, these headlines wouldn't be occurring like this. So, you know, it's not it's not looking too good right now. So, yeah, and you know, the home growers because they always hold us down. They've been holding us down. They always hold us down. Right, and we have a we have a comment right here <clears throat> from Cheyenne. I guess she had went through it, and I would honestly would like to speak to somebody that you know went through this this episode because I, I i'm just curious of like like where the like cannabis came from like what was the process of that day or that week like what were they doing were they stressed like i'm really curious to see like the research on where this is coming from um because i'm pretty sure it's one of the things that i've mentioned but you know, it can also be, you know, just, you just like, just the moderation thing. It's just like, yeah. you probably just overdid it. You probably took too many dabs or, cause this is like, just like, I, I haven't heard of any of this, like, like in this sense, like, uh, your body feeling on fire like that's crazy yeah i think either it's laced or you know it's it's contaminated you know i think a lot of people just don't realize how contaminated how sensitive this plant is yeah. i don't think people are really really like if you don't grow it you ain't gonna know you're gonna be totally ignorant towards it but once you if you once you grow it you're gonna realize exactly how sensitive these plants are like we started out talking about if our moods aren't right, our plants ain't right. That's how in tune these plants are, you guys. Like they are very much in sync with their growers. If if the growers are having a good day, the plants have a good day. Growers aren't happy, the plants aren't happy. You now now knowing all of that and knowing that you're dealing with a live organism, you want happy people. You want happy people because you want a happy high. So now your highs are not going to be as happy as they should be because the people on the plants weren't happy and the plants weren't happy. So guess what? Your high ain't that happy. Like it all comes down. It's going to affect your high. You're going to have a better high if you actually take care of your plants and allow your plants to love you so that you're loving them. And it's just all reciprocal. I, I definitely believe that like they're very much emotionally attached towards us, you know, and the more love you show them, the more love they show you. And it ends up coming out in the flower. You know, the flower ends up coming through and it's just like shining and happy. And you're like, wow, you know, my plant was really, really happy <laughs> throughout this time. Shout out to the plants, you know, shout out to me. You know, it's, it, so it, it's not just the, 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 the flower that produces, you know, the high and helps your mood. You know, as, as, as Berta shared with us, you know, gardening helps a whole lot too. 
So just taking that time and, and sitting in nature and reconnecting with the lamb. It's a beautiful thing. I've been enjoying it. Like just, just growing even beans. And like I, I keep looking at these beans and I'm like, yo, when are my beans actually going to grow? My green beans. I'm like, when are these green beans actually I, I got vines for days and i'm like where are my green beans gonna when are they gonna you know produce but yeah, it's just like excitement you know what i'm saying just yeah. like the the anticipation of like your fruits and you know the fruits of your labor literally like yes it's awesome um unfortunately this this my vegetable garden it hasn't been doing too good because it's just been like raining every other day and that's terrible for outdoor plants that don't have anywhere to to hide um they're they're in the ground so um but yeah man it's it's definitely it's definitely uh rewarding it definitely brings you out of the reality of this world um for a couple of hours while you're maintaining your plants um but yeah this this episode was just basically breaking down you know just education on what you're consuming and what you're cultivating um just understand that this is a living plant and whatever it, it consumes you are going to consume once the flowers are done um and just use in moderation if you're not a high tolerance person uh don't expect to have a good uh uh experience if you consume too much uh cannabis um and we should definitely i'm sorry bro but we got to get back into this like because we didn't even get into edibles and then no that's that's concentrates uh, concentrate dabs edibles that all falls in the same category as me i'm telling you you sped by it too much bro like we got to get into like the edibles and like how i, I want to speak with some like i actually i'm gonna look i'm gonna reach out and i'm gonna try to find somebody that actually went through this um episode because i'm curious to see like I, like I want to hear it from somebody. I the articles just don't speak to me as much as a person would. So you know what I can say this for certain. I I remember like oh, it was well over a decade ago. I got I had some weed and I um, smoked it and it made no sense. But all of a sudden, like my legs were on fire. Like a patch of my leg was on fire. I never had experience. I never experienced it again afterwards. I never experienced it um, before that. It was a one-time occurrence. Um, but like, I did end up having like, I didn't feel nauseous. I didn't. I wasn't puking. I didn't go through all of that. Right. But I was like, I literally hopped up out of my seat, and I felt like my body was on, like something was on fire. I was literally like slapping myself. Um, like there was like a. It felt like a lighter had had been um, lit, and it was hitting like a certain part of my my leg, and I was just oh my god, it is it's exactly what it is. It is crazy, you know. What I mean? It is crazy. So I and that's when I you know for me at that point in time, this was a long time ago. I took a break. I was like, you know what? I don't like this quality of weed that's circulating out. I straight up did, and I stopped smoking because I was like, ain't no way I'm gonna be a test tube. That shit ain't happening. <laughs> like, right. I don't know what the fuck is going on around here. Excuse my friend, but I don't know what's going on around here. But I ain't about to be the one where my body's all jammed up for a high. 
No, I'm like, let me let whatever's cycling through that can just cycle through and I'll, I'll catch it again another time, you know? So, I mean, that this happened to me a long time ago. You know, I was in college, you know, when this happened to me. Um, and and I'm saw- pretty sure we all, I'm pretty sure we all went through something like that, but we just don't remember. I, yeah. I never threw up off, off cannabis. Um, I don't remember being on fire or I did have instances where like the cannabis makes me like a little like dizzy. And that's only because it was probably like a sativa and sativa and me just do not work. It's like oil and water. It just does not. So, yeah, it just it comes back to just like you just got to find your. It sucks because there's a lot of people that give up on cannabis because of these episodes like they'll they'll try it for the first time and then something bad will happen and then they just they just never come back to it. Um, And I feel like that's that's sad because it might have been just like that one experience like <clears throat> just thinking about people in the west coast there's a lot of people that didn't uh smoke in the west coast because that dipping stuff was very big out there like dipping your um planting like pcp and all that good stuff um so like a lot of people didn't smoke because that was their surrounding that was their environment like people were tripping off of wet blunts and you know going crazy and stuff like that so it's all about your experiences at the end of the day so on that note like that we went we did go in some dark dark areas but overall as you can see we still smoking a token so (laughs) you know like it's not the plant. I think that's for me that that's how I feel about it. I feel that there's other things going on um, that yeah. and it has to be broken down. Um, and Bird's done a wonderful job. Shout out to Bird today, like breaking this down more um, for consumer education. What does consuming responsibly mean? I hope you guys like got a little bit more, you know, of an understanding, like you should be asking some important questions. You should be consuming. Again, start low, you know, then go high. You know, if you're starting low, you're going to be high anyway. So start there, you know, and then um, letting it pr- progress from there and finding your level. Um, everybody's different. That's a beautiful part about, you know, being part of the cannabis community is that everybody's experience is valid. Um, everybody's voice is heard. Um, the way you consume the plant, the way I can consume the plant, you know, some people just want edibles. They don't even want, you know, the flower portion, um, whatever works, works for you or doesn't work. As Bert has mentioned, some people are just straight up allergic to it. That's important. Like what does allergic reactions look like? You know, these are things to know you guys. So as you're encouraging people, oh yeah, try it out. Um, you should know that you're you're having somebody who who if they've never consumed before, that they, they could have an allergic reaction to it. Do you want to take on the responsibility of somebody having an allergic reaction to something? Do you know how to respond if somebody's having an allergic reaction to something? Do you know how to handle if somebody's experiencing scrumbling? And what they should do to um, to alleviate their symptoms, and what they should do as a follow up. So, 
you know, these are important things to do as a community, you guys. We have to take care of one another when at, at middle of a pandemic. Um, it's really, really important that we're just being mindful and practicing mindfulness and wellness as a community um, and keeping, keeping the culture going for that. Definitely, definitely. Um, and that was our episode uh, number five. Um, <clears throat> I also want to let y'all know that we are also an audio podcast and we have several listening platforms now. Um, we are on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. So if okay. if you're not on uh, YouTube that much or Facebook, you can follow us on Spotify as well and, you know, listen in. Um, there's also a feature, a cool feature on Spotify where you can leave voice messages Um we would really love to hear from our community. Um, any questions, any comments about the podcast? Uh, and yeah, thank you for you know listening to my very uh, my TED talk on <laughs> health cannabis. Um, and definitely uh, reach out and support. Bye, you guys. I hope you enjoyed our talk with us today. And we will see you again in another uh, two weeks. We'll be back at it once again. All right. Peace, y'all.